podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system, DLS. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. G'day, I'm James and welcome to the Australian Opinion on Formula One here at the Lakeside Drive F1 podcast. In this episode, I bring you up to speed on the driver's press conference in Saudi Arabia. And I'm joined yet again by you. And whether or not you are shoveling horse shit, yes, that is a specific shout out to you, Tina, or driving around in London, or you're maybe sitting at a park bench in New York somewhere. It is great to have your company wherever you're listening all across the world. Uh, This is one of the other shorter episodes for this week ahead of the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. And, uh, well, the press conference happened, and, well, it's kind of typical of what drivers' press conferences are like. We start with the first one, which was Carlos Sainz, Lando Norris, Alex Albon, Yuki Tsunoda, and Valtteri Bottas, all of whom except for VB had their hats on backwards. Let's start with Carlos Sainz as he sat right next to Tom Clarkson. He semi-lost his voice, which is interesting, but apparently he feels fine. On the penalty and failure for Charles last weekend, he says that the team is concerned, but it's the first time that they've seen an issue like this, this failure type that occurred. So he's sure that the team can fix it and uh, that there were no issues at the Pirelli test after the Bahrain Grand Prix last week. Uh, But he does say the track is different here in Saudi Arabia to Bahrain so that they'll feel like they'll be more competitive with less degradation on the tyres in the rear. Moving to Lando Norris, he doesn't have faith in pace qualifying, but he does think the car can be around for points. Uh, On asked if he should be fighting with Alex Albon in a Williams of Bahrain, he said yes. Can't believe that. McLaren should be fighting with the Williams. Oh, dear. It's not uh, not looking great for McLaren either. Simon Lazenby actually asked him a question that if and he asked him if it's actually a crisis. Lando says no, but of course he's going to say that. He does also say that people start to make it see, seem worse than it is, but the reality is, Lando and McLaren, you need to sort it out because the rest of these teams are starting to learn and understand their cars and going to be pushing forward very, very quickly. It's going to be interesting to see how this different type of circuit is going to suit Lando and Oscar. And let's hope Oscar can actually compete for some points and maybe complete a Grand Prix this weekend. We'll see. Alex Albon in Williams, of course. Tom asks what a difference a year makes and comments on the pace improvement from 2022. Of course, Alex agrees with that and that Williams has made some great strides forward. Uh, He also says that it's the first points in the first race of the season for about six years or so for the team, of which, of course, he, James and Logan, plus the team, are very happy with. The car does feel more stable to him, although he knows that there's room for improvement, which actually excites him. It means that they can start progressing the car and start developing it. And on James Vowles, he says that James has a winning mentality. And although he wants to make good changes quickly, It is, of course, a long-term vision for him. But the great thing about Williams, though, is that it's clear that they've made changes last year under Jos Capito to try and bring that car forward. And his results in Bahrain would suggest that 
the car is now in the middle, at least, of the mid-pack. And if they're able to make some strides forward, it might even be fighting towards the front of the mid-pack, which would be bloody exciting to see. Yuki Tsunoda is up next. And on where the car needs to improve, he says the car was strong last year and they haven't really made any improvements on that, which others have. Of course, let's not forget there have been a significant number of changes to the regulations, including to the floor and a whole range of other things. So this Alpha Tauri isn't really a total package at the moment. And But Yuki says the team needs to keep positive to try to pull it all together. Now, doesn't that sound like a driver that is the driver in charge, the senior driver in the team. It, to me, it's it's a different type of Yuki Tsunoda language than what we've heard, which I think is bloody fantastic. I know Tommy T will be very excited about that indeed. He does say, though, that quicker corners will suit the Alpha Tauri, and there's not a shortage of those here in Jeddah. VB, on having his hat the right way, well, he says, I thought this is the way caps were supposed to be worn, which... <laughs> Absolutely is fantastic. Uh, TC asks VB about the narrative that others have said Bahrain was one of his best races. Now, VB doesn't totally agree with that and says that it's hard to compare the first race of the season with others. And it's hard to compare an Alfa Romeo with a Mercedes and a Williams, isn't it? But he does say that is a good, solid start, including the physical start of the Grand Prix, which he says was a weak point for the team in 2022. Moving on to the second press conference, we had Kevin Magnussen, Esteban Ocon, Lance Stroll, Sergio Perez, and Lewis Hamilton. K-Mag is asked first about the pace of the car. And he said that during testing, the team saw that high fuel running wasn't actually a strength, which doesn't suggest good race pace, does it? But after not such a great race and not starting in such a great position, he says the team were actually pretty positive after Bahrain, uh, even though they had some bad strategy calls and, and the rest of it. So it's not a bad thing looking to Saudi. Uh, he says the car and the team are in a good position with now a proper development process in place with Nico next to him in the garage. He does also comment that the cars have become a little trickier with the new regulations in 2023 when asked about how he feels this time this year compared to this time last year, of course, where he was thrust back into Formula One, kind of a surprise to all of us. Uh, but he says it's a different feeling and it's not as easy to drive the car, but it feel you can feel a lot more. There's a lot more inputs going on, including gusts of wind and the like. Esteban Ocon, well, he didn't have a great, great time in Bahrain, did he? With a stack of penalties. And on those penalties, he has to say that he and the team admit that they made mistakes. Yes, that's an understatement. Uh, but he was corrected, or TC rather was corrected, because he said it's something about being too far ahead in the in the starting box. But Esteban corrects him and says, no, in fact, he was too far to the right. And you can see that uh, on the footage if you go back and have a look at that. Uh, but of course, the team need to get it together, really, for the fact that Pierre Gasly had a much better result than Esteban Ocon. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens between those two drivers in that team this weekend. Lance Stroll, well, his wrists were pretty painful on Monday, apparently, but he seems pretty happy for the team. A lot more smiling going on for Lance Stroll, which is good news. He says that he's recovering pretty well. The worst part is behind him, and he is feeling better. Uh, He's starting to feel more comfortable with the car now that he's actually driven it, because don't forget, he didn't drive it at all in testing. The first time he drove it was in free practice, one uh, for the race weekend in Bahrain, but he does feel like the team are still in a good place 
to be competitive, which is good news for my Fernando Alonso hype train. Okay, Sergio Perez, on being called pole man by Tom Clarkson, and if that gives him confidence, he says it kind of does, but each year is different. So in the reality, no, not really. (laughs) But uh, Red Bull believe the only uh, competition they're going to face this weekend will be from Ferrari, that they're going to be strong. So it might not be such a dominant weekend uh, for them, but that just seems like potential sandbagging. Let's see how they go. And to wrap up our press conference chat, it's Lewis Hamilton. Now, TC asks if Lewis feels closer to the front this year compared to last year, and Lewis replies with a quick and very flat no. He feels that the gap to Red Bull is greater, which I think we can all agree that we all figured that out pretty quickly. He thinks the car is stronger on the straights, though, this year compared to last year. Uh, So it's just the corners and specifically the exit speed where they are losing pace. He commented that the Red Bull on the exits is just incredible. On how his motivation is, Lewis says, when you realize you're not going for the championship, he just adjusts his energy into building the team and working on getting everything right. That doesn't change the process of how he gets into the race car. It doesn't change his mindset, but he isn't going to leave the team. Simon Lazenby asks what he meant when he said in Bahrain that the team didn't listen to him and if he's been surprised by others' pace and if he'd look elsewhere. Lewis puts all of that to bed and says, look, probably poor choice of words, but he has 100% belief in the team. He doesn't plan on going anywhere else, although they all need a kick. They all need to make bold decisions to try and close the gap. So there you go. 10 drivers out of the 20 for the press conference in Saudi Arabia. Coming up next in Lakeside Drive will be a qualifying review chat between Tommy T and Freya Brolsma. Looking forward to that one. And hey, a massive thank you to you. If you're listening still, this is bloody fantastic, isn't it? Love having a one-on-one chat with you about different things through the Formula One week. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, that will help a lot. And good news on the hats. If you've ordered, pre-ordered a hat, we should be shipping them next week. And hopefully you'll have them in time to wear for the Australian Grand Prix. I'll keep you all up to date with that if you have ordered one. We do have a handful of those hats left. So the other way you can support the show is by going onto the website and buying a Lakeside Drive cord cap, a very small amount of those left. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, I genuinely appreciate all of you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I hope you're excited to go racing in Saudi Arabia. Podcast Network.